from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Yes, indeed. And unfortunately, sometimes a great, big, crazy world. And we're going to be getting into that shortly. Um, I did want to send a very appreciative thank you um, to the folks tuning in in Silver Springs, Maryland. Very much appreciated. Thank you. This is episode number 207, Ernest Truth, the Texas Allen Mall Shooting. What does that tell you about your life? Um, Of course, this keeps coming with greater frequency, as I said it would, and yet we are here again with another shooting. At a mall, um, seven or eight people dead, including the shooter. And uh, that's right. You guessed it. With an supposedly with an AR-15 style assault rifle. Here we go again. I keep telling you it's going to continue. And I take no glee in the fact that I am right, but it does happen again and will continue to happen. As I've said many times before. But here is the thing, folks. This is what I feel is much more important to get out of this is what are you asking yourself? What are you asking yourself out of this? I'm looking at this story here. There are many. This one happens to be from the BBC News talking about the shooting. And it says hundreds of people were evacuated. Um, you know, basically it says uh, victims Ages ranged from 5 to 51, according to a hospital spokesman. Hmm. Now, let's see. Uh, some witnesses described the gunman as dressed all in black and wearing combat gear. Footage taken after the gun's death appeared to show an AR-15 style rifle lying near his body. And like I said, of course... Usually, not always, but usually, they always have to kill the person with the gun. Never, hardly ever incapacitate. You could put this guy down, even stop him shooting without killing. And there's a very important reason for that. But no, because they become the very same thing they're trying to fight against and end up going all Wyatt Earp, and they probably, God only knows how many rounds they put into this guy. 
I'm talking about, you know, unnecessary rounds. And so I know there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, it was a crazy gun and something had to be done. Yes, something had to be done and something needed to be done. But you don't always, just about every time, have to kill the person who's obviously mentally ill. And here we go again. There's, you know, being angry at someone, however horrific something they did. That's why it's, it's a terrible feeling when there's such a hole, because what we want, what humans generally want, is retribution. We want payback. We want a sense that we can have some payback. But we don't, when we don't get our payback, we feel cheated. Even prison time is not satisfying as, say, for instance, a public flogging. Doesn't, it's not quite the same. And certainly, killing the perk, well, that just leaves a gaping hole forever and ever because we didn't get our chance at retribution. But what is a fact is we got a bunch of people dead. None of those people, especially children, but I mean the adults certainly then you're going to a mall, no one's thinking they're going to, you know, be dead that day. They're not coming home. That's the way it always is. But is this outlandish to me? No. What is outlandish and stupid is that this will continue if you keep allowing the same thing to go on. I'm talking about with the fucking assault rifles. Here we go, ad nauseum again. Then what are you going to do after this? They'll have uh, probably visuals with the stupid candles and the flowers and the kumbaya huggy pity party thing that they do. I've seen this a million fucking times. Will they actually do anything to stop it? No. Will that action do anything to stop it? No. Passing laws... Getting rid of the crooks and criminals, that'll do something to stop it. Burning candles and hugging each other and saying how sorry you feel, that's not going to fix the problem. I've said that approximately, seems like, a million and a half times. Now I'm trying to tell you that again. Let's see here. And then it, it always... It always follows the same statements. They have a rhythm to them. There's all these things. They always, the storyline, you know, it could almost be just a general generic thing typed up and then insert, you know, Texas governor here or a certain mayor of the county there. See, Texas governor Greg Abbott described the shooting as an unspeakable tragedy. Well, no. What's he supposed to say? Again, utterly predictable and stupid. What's he supposed to say to the public? What would you think is he supposed to say? Hey, that sounds really awesome. It's just too bad he didn't get a chance to shoot some more people. Ha 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 ha. Of course he's not going to say that. 
But it isn't the shooting is not an unspeakable tragedy. He can't even get his facts straight. These people will not and cannot get their facts straight. Of course, it's a terrible thing that happened, but a tragedy implies... You know, like if a, if it wasn't a terrorist, it was just bad luck, a broken part. You know, if a plane falls out of the sky and it's not really human error, believe it or not, it's just a broken part or, you know, some just really unpredictable, stupid reason and everybody's killed. That is a tragedy. Do you get what I'm saying here? There is a difference. That is a tragedy. Something which was preventable is not a tragedy. That's called fucking being stupid. Call something what it is. And then, you know, Biden has to chime in, of course. He denounced, said Biden denounced, quote, the senseless acts of violence. Well, how many times, Joe, and the rest of you, how many times have we heard that stupid fucking phrase? Again, this is this is nothing, you know, that's just ungodly for you to speak of this. It's so enlightening, so utterly brilliant. You're supposed to be the president of the U.S. And I'm saying it's I'm not picking on Joe per se, because all of them say the same st- stupid. PR bullshit <laughs> doesn't like senseless acts of violence. Well, I don't think any person in their right mind likes a senseless act of violence, but it's nothing profound here. The people, I want to hear something profound. If they could be human, if they could talk, say, well, I like I would if present, I'd say, yeah, what we fucking need to do is get rid of these AR and assault rifles into the hands of common citizens, period. Instead of just phrases that have been plied a thousand times, and they're going to be plied again. Says he again. He also again called for one Congress to ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. Uh, see the president too many families have empty chairs at their dinner tables said the president tweeted thoughts and prayers are not enough well you know that's all the kind of thing that gets said when something like this does happen of course and then the uh, the uh the mayor of the city, Alan Ken Falk, called it, it again a tragic day for the city. Allen is a proud and safe city, which makes today's senseless act of violence even more shocking. He said on the city's website, However, I want to commend our police and fire departments for their quick response, their thorough training, not to hesitate to move forward to treat likely to saved more lives today. Well, you know, whether or not they did save more lives is speculation. 
again, of course, no one in their right mind wants more people to die. So he starts immediately, you know, blowing the police department. Um, yeah, uh, people talking about their heart broken. But it's, it's in these emotional pity party. Mm, I guess there's just nothing to be done. Mm, just senseless violence is just mystically and magically happening to us. Mm, there's nothing we can do about it. We're just poor little helpless people. Mm. And you're not. That in turn does bring me to the other side of this discussion. What exactly does this mean to you? Again, if you're like most folks, this is just news. It's always that way when it's happening to somebody else. There's there's just never can, seems as though there could never be a connection because it didn't happen to you or one of your loved ones. But it's picking up in frequency. In other words, each and every time that this is, you know, happening with the greater and greater frequency. This is, uh, let's see, pick it up here. In the U.S. so far this year, there have been at least, bear in mind it says at least, 198 mass shootings in which four or more people were killed or wounded, according to the Gun Violence Archive. Okay, that is the most at this point in the year since uh, at least 2016. So, almost like eight years, seven, eight years ago. You're looking at other countries in the world and adjusted, I'm saying adjusted for everything else. You know, we're looking just halfway roughly through the year and, you know, we're at, um, you know, a couple hundred people in mass shootings. That's just not everything else involving guns. That's just the mass shootings. Now, you compare that to, say, other, I don't know, more intelligent, more civilized places. Um, I don't know, I think in Stockholm, Sweden, or, or in, in Sweden, I'm saying the entire country, I think they had eight Okay, I'd say that there's quite a bit of difference there. I'd say, again, this is adjusted proportionally. Somebody's got a whole lot of, you know, the old song Jerry Lee Lewis said, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Well, in America, there's a whole lot of fucking crazy going on. And candles and vigils and crying and tears and kumbaya and Gaining red holding together. That that ain't gonna fix it. There's a news flash. You you're you're just insensitive. You, we need this to cope. No, what you need, what you fucking need to do is make some very big changes. 
in your government and in business, and you wouldn't be going through this shit in the first place. That's what you fucking need to do. Now, having said that, there are other questions, and I will go back and get back to my original one, which was, okay, how does this make you feel? And it's very important in this case how it does make you feel. This is the one case where this kind of shit happening. How does it make you feel? Do you feel safe? Does the fact that you're even being asked this question is that is the point in and of itself that that makes it annoying and stupid? Or that you realize that you don't feel safe? Or that you realize for all the work you do and all the promises that you get from living here, that you have to be, you know, being asked this question or asking yourself this question. That is the bigger point. There's a bigger point to this. You see, <clears throat> if, I'd, if I subdivide this whole issue, if I subdivide this, it comes down to two very different but equally important uh, personal positions. Okay? Okay. Those are, one, what can I, meaning you or I, do in society to change this shit so it doesn't happen to society? Or two, what can I do in my personal life to, um, although there's no guarantee, to mitigate the chance of this happening incredibly? That it's, it's you know, by comparison, it's off the charts. If I'm sick of having to live under this day in and day out, until it's supposed to is that what it's supposed is that is that what the fuck you're working for you know ask yourself this question is that what you are working for so that we you not only have to deal with this or worry about the potential of this happening not only that but that is the that is the the happy and good and funny and lighthearted, that's the conversation that you're fucking going to be talking about at lunch. These are the thoughts you're supposed to be carrying around in your mind. In other ways, this is what you're working on to, to, to fucking live. If you're not asking yourself these questions, you need to. Because... That is what is known as a quality of life. Or perhaps the quality of life that you or I or many other people do not have. Despite being told by a bunch of TV celebrity type people about and very wealthy people. You know the type I'm talking about. You know, people like 
Winfrey and Colbert and people of that ilk that on the one hand they sit there and they've been sitting there for 30 fucking years and they essentially say nothing they talk about all the bad but then break out the violin here comes a piano and the violin cue that and they talk about what a wonderful fucking country this is yeah it's wonderful for them they're rich this kind of thing doesn't happen to them where they live. And no, they do not relate to you. You're fooling yourself if you think they do, because they don't. Rich folks are rich folks. And that's pretty much it. Once you have become accustomed to that lifestyle and friends and everything that goes with it, Mm, that's what you become. So, like I was saying a moment ago, you have basically two ways of approaching this. You can argue and fight the good fight as I try and saying how we need to get rid of these fucking things. There is a zero tolerance for them, period. That's it. There's nothing needs. There's no nothing else that needs to be more fucking con, uh, you know, complex than that. That's it. You'll find a way. If you're thinking, yeah, but here come the butts. Little butt this and a butt buddy the butt and buddy but. Besides, I'm uh, I'm American. I want to have my if I want to have because I can because I'm an American. No. Pipe it down. Pipe it down, anus. Because I guarantee you, maybe Enos he'll be he'll be singing a different tune when some massacre happens to him or his family or friends, dear friends. Unless they're, you know, a complete imbecile and and say, Well, I miss my friend, and then he'll Pray to Jesus a little bit. They'll burn a few candles, do some some pity patty, some this, that, and the other, and then still want to endorse, you know, the uh, the mega corporations of the gun lobbies, so they can have make more assault rifles and get more people get killed. I don't know. So there's either that or what? Perhaps I I should have put this as a third rail. Is that you're a person that you are aware of what I'm saying is true. You get it. But you feel, you personally feel, for whatever reason, that's your choice. You feel there's a certain futility. It doesn't look like um, that's going to change anytime soon. All you want in your life, for you and yours, is the safety of not having to worry about that. Now... If you choose that choice, then this is where we need to talk. We need to talk if that is what you want. You see, because 
that is the most rational way of going about things. I don't know. I don't know what else to say to you. I don't know how else to spell this out to you. If there were, I don't know. Um, it was like that. Um, I, I recognize that part of this, that when I'm saying this, I'll tell you the scene from a movie, older movie now, but from actually, I believe it was Terminator 2. Because those of us old enough to know, and remember if you've seen the Terminator movies and what Sarah Connor had to battle was the Terminator, who was, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then in the second movie, that kind of, of course, picks up from there. And she's in the basically in the nut house. And here comes the same creature that she had destroyed before. Of course, it looks like Arnold, because it is Arnold. Except this time, it's with her son. And imagine if you'd been, you went through the hell that she went through with the first one, and all this time you've been in a, in a nut house. You went through all of this hell. And then in the very dramatic fashion that she was, here's the thing that's about to kill you again. And you're reliving this whole thing over again. And then it said those famous words to her to snap her out of it. And it was like, if you want to live, come with me. And that's what it's like, must be like for you or anyone else that I'm talking to here. It, it's sort of like, that in this case though it's not that i've battled you in the past it is at that but i am trying to say it's just like you're you're so damn it's like the people out there that the emails that i get and the you know the chat that i have i i just can't believe it it's it's kind of stupefying you're so engaged in the battle or of surviving the battle that you're not thinking that there are much better options because you're so engaged in the battle and some battles can't be won you have to know sometimes the battle's lost and, you know, the ship is sinking, your ship is gone, let's say. And so it's like me coming saying, if you want to live, come with me. And I can tell you what others have not told you. If that is something you are willing and able to do and you're tired of fucking around with all this. There are several people that I have done this for. There are several people that I am in the process of doing this for.
you know, only you can decide if that is something you're interested in because you're tired of the same old stupid shit. And because, you know, at the end of the day, that means your life, when you're quite old, if anybody, you know, wants to talk about your life, if you're lucky enough to have that, kids, grandkids, whatever the hell they may be, you know, there is a reason, for instance, why all this once very famous people, they write their memoirs because that's, that's you know, you're putting it all down for those that were interested. How I became a super successful this or that, you know, your memoirs. And you're not, therefore, your memoirs shouldn't be a very, very short book that said, well, I bitched and complained and basically sat for 35 years with my finger up my ass expecting things to change around me or carrying a sign and complaining we're going to go protest mm. and my whole life passed me by and things only got worse and nothing really fucking changed and I wasted my life I don't think there's anyone out there probably you know would disagree with me that that's that's pretty sad so i mean it's it's up to you i am i am only the messenger i am the person here that keeps calling out and pointing this out do you want something radically different then you know how to reach me. And um, that is going to wrap it up. So until next time, take care. So what did you think of this episode? You can go on over to theearnestmanshow.com, find this particular episode number, and leave a comment for me and the rest of the world just below the player in the comments section. And additionally, unlike platforms such as this, I do not treat you or want to treat you as a child. I don't want to tell you what language you can use. I don't want to prescribe what are good words or what are mm, those bad words. I want you to have the freedom to express yourself exactly the way you wish. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you that there are no bad words, only bad actions. <laughs>